Shalom, shalom, shalom. My name is Michael Sano, and welcome to this episode, number two of the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Like I said, my name is Michael Sano. I'm Rachel Villegas. And this is a positive podcast about Israel. So let me read off a couple of ads from our wonderful partners. Um, the first one is from iConnect. iConnect, engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Their goal is to help you stay connected with Israel no matter where on the globe you are. Now, why should you play? Well, because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So head on over to iConnect, www.iconnect.co.il. That's www.ikon n-e-c-t dot c-o dot i-l and start playing now i'd like to give a shout out to shoshana goldlist who works there um she's the head of the marketing person our contact person um she's having a baby congratulations uh to theo who's covering for her right now big shoes to fill buddy keep it real um all right so our next one is from israel phones israel phones is the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to israel israel phones offers sim cards mi-fi devices which are mobile wi-fi hotspots travel products and serves the connectivity needs of tour groups synagogues schools community missions study programs and individuals supplying international prepaid sim cards cell phones, and USB portable modem hotspot rentals. Israel Phones consistently provides dedicated support for your travel cell, cutting-edge technology, and they have competitive prices. For more information on what Israel Phones can do for you on your next trip to Israel, visit www.israelphones.com. That's www.israelphones.com. Dot com. Um, did you use Israel phones when you went over? Um, did you buy a SIM card before you left? Not before I left. I bought my SIM card in Israel. Okay, so I bought mine before I left because um, it was easier to do. It was suggested by Ben Gurion University. Um, but actually, we're going to talk about going to Israel. We're going to talk about traveling to Israel um, in this episode. This one, um, there will be some interesting stories, some interesting tips, some do nots, some really wish I did. And um, my boom mic is moving all over the place. So hold on. It's like me in the last episode. So uh, <laughs> that was the worst noise. All right, so um, who did we fly when we went over? Um, I know in Israel, well, I know in Spain we connected to El Al, but off the top of my head, I can't remember who it was from JFK to Spain. Was it Air Europa? Yes. Or, yes, it was. It was yes, Air Europa. Yes, yes. So, all right, this is not a plug for them. Um, this is just because it was the easiest thing to do when years ago, I used to be an administrative assistant, a secretary. So, um, one of the things that I used to do is I used to get flights a lot and we used to go through this travel agency and flights were always expensive. Now this was a long time ago. Oh my gosh. Date yourself, Mr. Sano. He's ancient. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, so around that time, one of the, the, this sounds so bad. Um, the internet started becoming popular. Well, people started doing things on the internet that they would have normally gone to brick and mortar places to do, or they would have gone, um, 
into stores or offices to do. Can't relate. Um, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> no, I'm you, lying. I'm lying. I like shopping in person too. Horrible person <laughs> for making me feel so ancient. Um, so what, uh, long story short, Travelocity came out. So I was one of the, the first people to really push that. Not, but it wasn't my idea to push it. It was actually my boss's idea. And my boss said, check on Travelocity, see what the prices are. And now you've got all kinds of different websites. You can go to booking, um, Google flights. I use that a lot. Yeah. There's all kinds of places. Where else? Um, Trivago I see on TV. Trivago's hotels though, right? It, I don't know. I think they do flights or I think kayak. I don't know. Maybe that's just hotels too. I don't travel as much as I like to. <laughs> no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, One day. so basically what, what, what I was doing was I was going on Travelocity and I was getting flights and flights were cheap back then. Um, now chi- flights are coming down in price, but for a while they were really expensive again. Um, the reason I'm bringing that up is I traditionally go on Travelocity to look for flights and I'm always able to find cheap flights. And ev- I think I did a traveling to Israel vlog video. Yes, you did. And I got a couple of comments. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I, it's n- so everyone has their favorites. So they have the places where they go, where they think they get the best deal. Well, Travelocity has always helped me out. They've always, when I call them, I'm able to get a live person. I'm, li- I'm able to change things. But the cool thing, and this is the reason why I'm bringing it up. I used Travelocity the first time I went over. And then the second time, I went over when I went over with you, Bigosh. Um, I uh, we were on the phone. You hadn't gotten your flight yet. I had yeah. gotten my flight, and I had said what? Um, go to Travelocity. And, and in real time, we were sitting there looking at flights. We were able to find. I was able to find your flight that you had gotten, and I was able to find that flight still. And I think I got it for the same price as well, even though I bought my flight like a good amount of days later oh my gosh yeah it was um but it was easy to find it we didn't have to like um all you had to do was tick a couple of things on the left yeah for the air uh the airplane um the airline um now airlines that's a big thing there's a couple of carriers that go so there's just a little bit of backstory so it used to be that um Countries only allowed into their airports. I don't know if you know this. Countries only allowed into their airports their parent line. So if you wanted to fly to Great Britain, mm-hmm. you had to fly British Air. Unless there was a partnership. If you wanted to fly to Germany, you had to fly... Lufthansa? Lufthansa. Um if you wanted to fly to Israel, you had to fly El Al. And it would only be like one, like it couldn't be layovers or just like straight. Well, you could get layovers. You could do like we did where we flew to Madrid and you would pick up El Al into, um, and a lot of times those flights would be cheaper. Um, And what happened was, I think it was in the 80s. If I'm wrong, tell me. Email me, hit the comments in the video version of this, um, which the video version is available on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Um, you could check out old podcasts. You could check out our vlogs. You could check out our full length episode. Um, but wh- I think it was 80, 81. And the only reason I think it's 81 is because I just watched a video of this on YouTube about this whole thing where they changed it over and they opened up the market in Europe. Okay. And a lot of times when they look at Israel, they look at Israel market wise as a part of Europe, like for products, services, and transportation. So it opened up all these different airlines to fly into israel so it became cheaper it's still relatively expensive to fly to israel it's about a thousand bucks at a minimum 
I think LL has one flight for eight ninety nine. That's not bad. Um, but it's a nice one. Uh, we're looking at the uh, <laughs> screensavers on the uh, on the screen. Um, yeah, it's right now. It's a picture of the hotel, the Western Wall with the Alexa, with the Dome of the Rock and the Alexa Mosque, um, in the background, and it's just pretty. It's nice. Yeah. Um, it's cool. A lot of people in this photo, but anyway. So, so, um, we were able to go and find a number of flights, and there were flights. There was Aeroflot, which is Russia, I think. There's Polish Airlines, I Uc- Polish Airlines, Ukrainian Air, Turkish Airlines, and we didn't want to go through Turkey. And I think I had told you I didn't want to go through Turkey because they had had that, um, hate to bring it up, but they had that attack in, uh, in the airport in Istanbul. Mm, yeah. So I was like, I am not flying through Turkey. Sorry. And, and Tur- Turkey gets cranky with Israel a lot. Um, in order, I don't, I don't know why they just, well, I do know why, but it's not the subject to this podcast. Um, so, but Air France goes in, uh, British Airways goes in, um, Lufthansa, but there's a couple of smaller ones. Um, and there, no, there aren't, no, I'm thinking of something else that Delta goes in. Um, Delta? yeah, Delta. Which is a nice flight because remember when we flew over, so we had made reservations for Air Europa, which was a really great airline. If you can fly Air Europa over to Europe, do it. And then picked up El Al going in. in um, on our way back, we went through Madrid. What did we go through on the way in? Um, the They had like an extra security check. for. What was the name of the airport though? Uh, hell. Um, <laughs> it was a bad airport. It was no man's land. I, this was just me. It was my personal experience and I had never flown into Spain at all. But Barcelona. That was, that was the, when we were going to Israel. Yeah. When we were going to Israel, we okay. flew into Barcelona. So never again for me, but because it was a connecting flight, there was like a section at the second floor of the airport that like whoever has a connecting flight stays on. But there's absolutely nothing there. Like it's, it reminded me of a hospital, and I hated it because everything was just <laughs> desolate and quiet and creepy. But then on the first floor below, you see all these like other stores and like people going about like normal life while you're like in the ether. Oh, watching eating! Them. They were doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was so weird. I was like, it was purgatory. Yes, <laughs> it was Roman Catholic purgatory, and um. I, as a Jew, got to experience that. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Because um, we don't have anything like that. But um, if you're curious, go to Barcelona. And uh, no, Stay there it for was, like six hours. You well, it was weird. It, like. was, it was so sterile. It was so empty. And it was just, it wasn't, I, I remember going, I don't feel like I'm at an airport. I feel like. Or I don't feel like I'm in an airport of any country. <laughs> yeah, uh, magnitude of any importance. It was like the, I felt like I was in uh, Tuskegee Airport in the middle of nowhere, you know, with crickets and stuff like that. Um, and then on our flight back, we oh, go through Madrid. That one was beautiful. I love that one. Tell them the, about it. I had the best paella of my life in that airport, and I found it randomly in about the. 10 minutes before our flight boarded, I left Michael and he was like, where are you going? And I was like, I want to find food. And I was roaming <laughs> around like everywhere. And I just found, I think it was like, it had like the buffet option, but I didn't want that. Holy and cow. I, yeah. And I just saw, cause it was like by weight. So then I saw like at the end there was like by, yeah. And I was like, I want that. And I wanted to lick the carton on the plane because that thing was so good. <laughs> Jeez. That's awesome. Well, all right. So, Barcelona, hold on, is sterile, boring. Not the city. The city itself is is amazing, but the airport is 
like I said, it's sterile. But Madrid, when you go to Madrid Airport, it's so enormous. It's like... There's people. There's actually people it, interacting with each other. Oh, my gosh. It's huge. It's beautiful. There's all kinds of stuff happening. Um, there's people everywhere. There's every type of convenience you could want. Food, magazine, entertainment, music, whatever you yeah, wanted. Yeah, they had like the little last-minute souvenir that you could get, which I always buy my dad a magnet wherever I go. So I was able to find a nice magnet. So that was nice for him. But do you remember our flight when we came back from Madrid, when we finally got to our gate was in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Like is that, that's cause we had to take the bus, like actually into the country. That one. Yes. Yeah. That one, that was different. Cause like, I didn't know this. Like I thought it was like a regular shuttle bus because they built the airport's at different times when they expanded it. So like the other part, the main part of the airport was actually inside the country. So they had to stamp, stamp our passport as if we were going like into the country, like to stay there, even though we weren't. And they took us on a bus, like an actual like regular transit bus to the other airport to get to our next flight. I mean, the place is huge. There's a train system inside. Yeah. Do you remember we had to get yeah. on the tram? Yeah. To go somewhere else too. Um but my whole point for bringing it up is that um connecting flights if you have a take if you have to take a connecting flight and you can get one take it through um Madrid. Madrid. It's awesome. It's amazing. And I think our flight was Air Europa but we flew Delta because Delta picked up and you remember the the um flight attendants they were like super duper nice so nice oh my gosh and we got on LL and everything changed honestly but LL had one of the best in-flight food that I've ever experienced so I was happy about that <laughs> yeah I mean it, it, and it's not a long flight it's like a five-hour flight from Madrid to Israel to Tel Aviv, Ben Gurion Airport. Um, but it it's it's such a different vibe. It's such a different. It's, I don't want to say the customer service is non-existent. Um, I feel like they like security is a priority in airports yes but i feel like lol took it to a different level that i had never experienced before till flying with them yes that that well that's definitely true so when i just got back um flying to israel was some serious security going through jfk um wasn't bad I mean, I say it wasn't bad because I've been on one, two, three, four other LL flights yeah. in the past three years. So, um, so I, I knew what to expect. Um, I'm pretty sure you did not know what to expect. No. So ex describe your impressions of it. All right. In relation to you flew to flew to the Philippines, right? Yeah. Okay, so compare the two. Well, I was little, little for the Philippines. I was four, so that was also before 9-11. Um, Didn't you just go somewhere, though? Japan. Oh, all right. So, so Japan. Japan. All right. That, um, it felt like a, a normal day in the airport, like, Take your shoes off, put your bags in the thing, take out your laptop, uh, it's a rush. But then, like, it's like a bum rush, and then you're like, when it's over? Because it's like everything's it's so fast. Because everything's so fast, and they're like, All oh, right. I want to get this done. On which? The J on, Japan? Yeah. All like, right. and JFK, they're like, go, 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 go. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it was, it was <laughs> like, I want to get the stuff out for you guys, but, like, there's, like, also 20 people right behind me trying to do the same thing. So it's like. You throw it on the conveyor belt and hope for the best and hope they don't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and that was quick. But then on the connecting flight to El Al, it's like they called your ticket by your name and they're like, they take your stuff 
and like all the carry-ons you have with you and go through every single item in your carry-on and then it's like am i gonna miss my flight or like <laughs> like are you guys gonna hold the plane for us because we're still here like well that's the thing though they do hold the plane for you they don't they go through every single and yes if it takes longer it takes longer and the plane leaves later i don't know if you know oh, that okay. so go on but it was weird because like they were going through the stuff like why do you have this because we were bringing like the equipment for a show so it was like why do you have this camera why do you have all these <laughs> cables and things for like because we were going as students i don't know if they knew that but it's like why do you have this stuff it's like they're shooting a show in Israel and we just have to record it. Please don't take it away. <laughs> so actually I have a funny story about that. So on our flight back, so they did, they went through, they scrutinized every single piece of electronic equipment we had. Um, they wanted to know why we had it. They wanted to know what we were doing. Um, and we told them of course that we're, we're working on the show 12 cities in Israel. We flew over two years ago uh, to make the, uh, little less than two years ago to make the pilot the bear sheva pilot which is on the youtube channel you can watch it uh full-length episode um so they did they went over everything they scrutinized everything they were like what is this what is this where are you going who are you staying with did anyone give this to you blah 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 then we get to spain to come home and the guy is going through our stuff and he says the camera wireless microphones what are you guys spies <laughs> okay you're good go through i was like oh my gosh man it was such a different view on security it was such a different you know it's such a different outlook on security um but security i mean it, it, it's it's no joke when you're going on an LL flight and, and yeah. you, you're going to be asked numerous questions. You're going to be asked. Um, and it's funny because the, I didn't know this and I, I think I'm correct on this. So LL is a state airline. Shin bet is internal security. So what, they do is shin bet which is like kind of like the fbi and homeland security rolled up into one okay they do the security for allow oh since it's a government airline so it's intense because i don't know israelis can be intense <laughs> that's not a bad thing it's just i mean have you have you ever tried to buy anything in israel you know what I mean? Toilet paper. That was an experience. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just intense. How much do you need? <laughs> uh, of the, uh, a roll. That's all. Why? What? You don't need five? Of uh, uh, no, I, I'm not. You're thinking ahead for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah. It's like they they apply their social metric, their intense social metric to to everything. So and it's funny because it's like. I live in New York, so, like, there's kind of, like, um, you don't really care what the other person's doing next to you as long <laughs> as it doesn't interfere with you. So it's, like, when they're, like, how much do you need of this? And I was, like, why are you asking so many questions? Like, let me go about my life. <laughs> like, it's weird. Oh, I know. I mean, it's, um, well, I, it's funny, too, because we we can take that perspective and we can – so in the Midwest, I'm sure they don't have the army and uh, NYPD ESU, mm-hmm. which is uh, they're like SWAT at at the train stations. Yeah, um, we do. That's we have that. It's, it's, it's a normal reality. thing. It's like not a big deal. It's not anything that we. But it's our normal. Yeah. So. For us, it's uh, it's our normal. But when you bring people from other places, why are there so many guys with guns? Well, it's just yeah, we're like, is something wrong? It's like no, it's, no. It's so nothing goes wrong. They're not shooting, <laughs> so everything's fine. Um, but it our their normal is that intense security. 
Um, we're talking about the airlines in future episodes, 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 in future episodes, we'll talk about, um, things that, uh, you need to be aware of when you're, when you're walking around Israel, like going to the mall and stuff like that. Um, they that check your back. That was a different thing to experience. I remember like when we were going in the train from the airport and, um, they were like the soldiers in training, like, like you would see them like going onto the train. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then like, but they have the guns and I was like, what's going on? Like, I don't know. It was so different. So for those of you who don't know, um, Bigash is talking about the uh, IDF or the Air Force. They walk around. Uh, the, they're in the military. And they're... It's because it's mandatory for them, right? Yeah, their personal weapon, uh, their rifle, um, is on them at all times. It's not like in the United States where we have an armorer and... When you're not at the range or you're not in the field, your rifle goes to the armor into the armory. Um, they don't do that there. They have their weapons on them at all times, which I don't know. It's it, I, having been in the military, having been in the Navy and the Army, um, I could see it gives you a, 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 a greater awareness of it, a greater sense of responsibility by having it around you all the time um but but yeah so that's something you'll see when you're going around on the airplanes you don't see guns so it's not a big deal um (laughs) not even at the airports um so but we are at the half hour right now and what i would like to do is i would like to do our second set of ads, ads um which Hey, pays the bills, bro. <laughs> um, so uh, I have something to say about Agua. Neviot. Uh, Neviot is a brand of water in Israel. Neviot at its best taste. Nature at its best taste. Uh, Neviot delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. Based on Neviot Natural Mineral, one of its kind in Israel, it's enhanced with five B-group vitamins. It's naturally sweetened. Um, It's low calorie, only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. No preservatives, no color additives, and it is available in delicious, indulging flavors. Again, Mm -hmm. I love that, indulging flavors. Apple, peach, and grape. If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website at www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. That's www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. When I was in Israel, I was not without it, and I don't pretty much think you were either no either that or it was just like the normal regular water version but peach and neviot all day every day <laughs> <laughs> now if you're in the u.s and you've had neviot and you're dying for it or if you're curious about it and you want to find out what all the buzz is about between us and between other people who visited go to makolet online Makolet Online's main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America. Things like tahini, yum. Israeli chocolates, yummy yum. frozen borekas, is yummy yum. and the Neviat water that we are drinking here today. At Makolet Online, you will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the tastes of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makoletonline.com. That's www.makoletonline.com and order today. I actually... Uh, have to put in a new order because we need more water. Um, 
Yay. I love Neviot. Neviot rocks. And um, McCullough Online gets it here quick. It gets it here cheap. Um, they also, I also get a couple of other things. Uh, Vitamin Cheek, which I'm going to have to bring that on and show people when we talk about Israeli food. And that's a syrup that you can put in water. Um, that was his crack. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I live for it. You know what I like? I like that the bottle is, I I don't mind the size of the bottle. Like some people are like, oh, we can't carry this. But like from walking around Israel, like I would have rather had this size than a normal, like what, 16 ounce? Because that would have been done in one shot. (laughs) So I bought four of these and put them in my backpack to get on the plane. And they made me throw them out. I was so pissed. It's a liquid. Shish. <laughs> I bought it inside the terminal. Oh. I should have been able to bring it on, but they wouldn't yeah. let us. Um, we could. It's funny because flying in, security was kind of was not as intense as it was going back home. For uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Right. I guess. But, uh, LL. All right, so we've talked about c- security about LL, but, and we touched on it in the beginning, but I want to touch on customer service. Um, I, this is a positive podcast, so I'm talking about positive things, but every once in a while I have to bring up something that just sits doesn't sit entirely well. And what that is, is um, there, LL doesn't, I don't know how I can put this. I want to put this, I want to put it carefully because I don't want to offend anyone or make anyone mad. So LL goes out of their way. They did go out of their way to treat us well. Yeah, I agree with that. They uh, treated us nicely. Yeah, they were. Um, The problem is I feel like, the flight attendants on L, uh, on L, L, uh, hi. The flight attendants on LL always seemed as if they are overburdened. Now, an individual psychologically doesn't normally appear overburdened in a customer service environment, unless not allowed to, unless they, yeah, unless they are overburdened. And a lot of, on a, a number of flights, not all the flights, don't get me wrong, but a, but the larger majority of the flights, um, it seemed as if the LL flight attendants were overburdened, uh, that there were certain classes, certain groups um, that were attended to beforehand so as not to agitate them, so as to sort of get them off of the flight attendant's back so that they could deal with the rest of the customers, with the rest of the passengers. And I don't mean deal with them in the sense that we need to be dealt with. I mean deal with them in the sense that get us food, get us drinks. Um, and there were groups of people uh, there who, who just, I mean, made it difficult, made it difficult, would not listen would um, cut in line as we were getting on the plane and just set the tone very negatively. Um, And I think that because of that, flying LL, um, I'm being vague. And I feel like I, I feel like I'm not giving the whole story, but no, there, I felt like, there were groups of passengers that were taken care of more quickly and with more care than other groups of passengers. And I'm not talking about class difference. I'm not talking about business class versus economy. Um, a lot of the groups with larger families um, were taken care of first uh, and and would would dominate the uh the flight attendants free time mm. um would interrupt the flight attendants when they were serving us you know what i mean 
I didn't get X. I didn't get Y. I need Y. Uh, Sir, I'll be with you in a moment. And they would stand there and stay there. And it was incredibly rude and it was annoying. Um, But when we flew on Delta and these same groups of people were on our Delta flight, they weren't afforded that the luxury they weren't afforded the um priority the priority yeah and i'm i'm gonna tell you they're 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 afforded priority out of the fact that um they're they're like that customer who is such a pain in the butt that you deal with them just you know that customer is going to be a pain in the butt so you deal with them and you get them everything you need to keep them quiet and keep them off your back can I speak to the manager, please? <laughs> yeah, and and it, it's there were a lot of individuals like that on a number of our LL flights, um, on my LL flights, um, and I'm not singling anyone out. I'm not singling any group of people out, um, but I am saying that uh, there are uh, there are individuals who 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 don't take um, courtesy. Yeah, the courtesy of other passengers that they have to that they have to be on this flight with, um, and because of that, now it's not the individuals or the group's fault. Hold on, I'm going to drink coffee. For some reason, I really need it today. Um, so it, it and the reason I'm being vague here here's the reason i'm being vague one i'm being vague because i don't want to single out a a group of people as having bad behaviors okay Mm -hmm, i don't think that's appropriate um i will mention that the behavior exists i think that's important what i will single out is ll's reaction to it ll's response to it because if you look on delta if you look on iberia which i've flown which is a great airline. If you could fly Iberia, and here is how great Iberia is. Iberia lost my luggage. Oh, no. Really? They lost my luggage on the way home. I would fly them again in a heartbeat because they delivered my luggage to my door. Wow. That's so... Not a lot of flights do that. They're, like, tough. It's, it, it was just, I, I, I remember being, but I have so many things in there. I have so many gifts in there. There were gifts in there that I brought back from Israel. Oh, no. But they brought it right to my door. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll fly you guys. No problem. <laughs> um, you know, being a Spanish Jew, I love Spanish airlines. So, uh, yeah, anyways, um, that is neither here nor there. It's just so I can feel cool. Sorry. Yay. So, um, so the reason I bring it up is these these individuals don't get away with it on Iberia. They don't get away with it on Delta. They don't get away with it on any other airlines except for LL. And 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 it's why I don't like to fly on LL because LL doesn't treat all of their passengers with the same level of courtesy and respect. Mm. And it's why I don't enjoy giving LL money. Okay. Respect that. So the reason I'm bringing this all up is not to trash LL. It's to warn you and let you know that when you fly on LL, and if you don't like it, well, there you go. It It's, it's, the food's amazing. Yeah. They're, they get you where you need to be. Um, the flight attendants are wonderful. They are really great. It's just that um, certain individuals uh, can, can tend to dominate the needs of the flight attendants. The, I mean, on our flight back... Um, Meals were served about an hour into the flight. We didn't eat for two and a half hours. Really? Yeah. 
People were done eating when they brought us beverages. And that's the other thing I don't like about Allah. They're cheap. So Delta, all the other airlines, they'll give you a can of soda, right? Yeah. Or a bottle or whatever. Delta has large bottles like this, and they pour out into a little dinky cup for you to drink. And then they come back two hours later. And on top of that, you're not allowed to bring anything from the terminal onto an LL flight. So, all right, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm raining and I don't want to rant. I don't want to rant. I don't want to rant. So what I would suggest um, is if you're going to fly to Israel, um, what do you like? Do you, do you think a direct flight or... Or a layover? I really feel like it depends because, cause like, what is it? From New York to Europe in general is like six to eight hours-ish, right? It's like, like seven hours, eight hours. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it's straight, like, that's doable. But um, it's hard because... I've done a 16, 20-hour flight, and part of my soul is probably still in the sky (laughs) thinking, why did I do this? Because, like, there's only so long you can sleep, and I can't get first class, so I'm not sleeping swell. So, like, it's just sitting like this, saying, please help me. And there's only so many movies, too, that you can enjoy unless you bring your own things and then your device dies and then it's like, and now I'm alone with my thoughts. <laughs> no, I'll say this about LL. Their, their inflate entertainment was pretty rocking. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, because I just took a direct flight, which was 15 hours, I think. I think Ouch. it was 13 to 15 hours, which is a bear. Um but you got to understand, I can sleep any. See, it's funny because I was just thinking about this. So in the beginning, I said, this is the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. It's a positive podcast. <laughs> and I picked the one thing to talk about when it comes to Israel that is like the least positive about the experience. And that is the flight. For some people, the flight's amazing. And for me, flying is amazing. I love I flying. I love flying, Yeah. But I will tell you this, I am i don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, there's, I have things to come. See, you do know what purgatory is like. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. So I feel bad. This is our second podcast and it's like, it's, it, hopefully this will be the most negative podcast we have. Um, so, but. Flying, uh, for me, I think after having taken this last time a direct flight, I think taking a layover um, is is way better. It's mm. way nicer. It's way more chill. Um, it. What did we do? We did. We had layovers each time. We had for me. But what was what was the timing? What was the time frame? Mm. Like. Did we leave? We left in the evening. It was like afternoon, afternoonish. It wasn't even like that late afternoon. And then, like eventually, like you would sleep at like your normal home time, and like that was like a good amount into the flight. That is like all right. You do want to go to sleep, and then you just kind of wake up, like ideally when another meal's being served. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then we were in Barcelona, right? Then yeah. we were, boom, we were there. Yeah. And then I think we were getting on the flight in the morning, like 10 o'clock in the morning or something, 11 o'clock. 10 a.m. of Spain, but like it was like, it was r- afternoon-ish technically See, in New York. And that's why I like the Spain trip is because it gets you in at a time, for some reason, all the other flights, they got you in at a time that was like too late in the day or way too early in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, no, late in the day. 
I think it was later in the day. And it wound up not getting you in until like five o'clock in the evening. Like we wound up in Israel at like one o'clock in the afternoon, right? Yeah, because it, it wasn't even like late. It was, it was, it was like almost evening because like yeah. it was dark. See, and the thing is flying into Ben-Gurion, I, excuse me, um, flying into Ben-Gurion is awesome. I love it. That airport is cool. Yeah, right? It's the, the only thing about that airport that really kind of takes me off though is the rotunda. And that's the coolest part with the water. Yes, it is if you're on a departure. But mm-hmm. if you're on an arrival, you walk in and the walkway goes around this big mall with a food court and everything. And you're like, wow, this is so great. This is awesome. Can't Wait a minute. Touch it. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're, we're, why are we walking past it? <laughs> I'm really hungry. I've been on a flight for freaking God knows how long. And, uh, so you, but, and, and it's, it's twice as, because every time I've gone there, you know, that rotunda that we walked through Yeah. on the left-hand side, as you're walking by, it's all gold, gold star, star ads. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I just want a beer. Cause they don't, I don't think they had gold star on the plane. I don't know. I think they didn't have, no, I don't know. I don't drink beer like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I kind of do. just a little bit of beer um but yeah so flying in you fly in and then if you're lucky well then all right so then you go through passport control how long are you going to be okay come yellow and uh you go through and it's so disinterested so disinterested so intense but disinterested I don't know how those two things got put together, but it's like, okay, come. And you go through (laughs) and you go to pick up your bags and you're like, we're here, we're here. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. And you you go down this enormous, well, before you get to there, you go down this enormous ramp. ramp. Yeah, right? It's beautiful. There's a little... And it has Wi-Fi. Yes, it does. And uh, it's just, it's got all these huge paintings on the wall. There's a floor escalator. What's that called? The moving floor escalator yeah. thing. Yeah, it's got that. And you get on that and you're like, Moving Whoa. walkway, there we go. Yes, moving walkway. And then you come through and it says, welcome to Israel. And you go through, you go through passport control, you get your bags. And then you come out. And if you're lucky... You came out when a bunch of new arrivals to the country showed up. And what I mean by new arrivals, it's Olim, people who are making Aliyah, people who are moving to Israel. And they're playing all this music. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's really intense. It's really, do you, do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember the music? And I was like, they're not here for us. Just keep moving. Go over there. No. And uh, then I for us. <laughs> then I do the big sin, and that is, I have a cigarette. Sorry, sorry. Hey, you know what? I will admit it. Um, but yeah. So, well, actually, it's a funny story about cigarettes. So, Madrid. Flying back from Madrid. So we're flying back from Madrid, and I said, I want to have a cigarette. So they said, well, you have to leave the airport. And I said, okay. <laughs> Stamp my passport. They were like, sir. I was like, I don't care. I, I'm, I'll i come back in. I can do that, right? And they were like, absolutely. So I said, come on, we're leaving the airport. You didn't know that I had talked to the guy. And you were like, where are we going? And I said, I'm going to have a cigarette. You can't have a cigarette in here. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> and they stamped our our passport in Madrid again. Yeah. And we went outside to where all the buses were. Yeah, like just like the main entrance. And we had that Gatorade thing. Yeah. The like, oh, so good. It's like Gatorade, but not. Anyways. 
So I don't know what the purpose of that story was. Cigarettes. Yeah, cigarettes. So we're not going to talk about cigarettes anymore because I don't want to promote an unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah, whatever. Um, You're so salty. (laughs) Today, I'm not. I, I think it's not that I'm salty. It's that we're talking about something that makes me salty, and that is... Flying. Um I don't I don't mind it. It just it's I wish I could be there. I wish I could just do like (laughs) Star Trek stuff and like be in Israel. Or I wish they could do like big game hunters and they could just like I could be walking in the backyard and then some guy from like some Australian dude all right, there he is. We're going to get him. Thunk. And I get like the big, you know, like tranquilizer dart sticking out of my butt and I fall <laughs> over like a tiger. And then I wake up and I'm at Ben Gurion Airport. That's what a NyQuil is for. I could. <laughs> no, nah, but NyQuil gives you a hangover. The other thing you can do is you can take Tylenol PM, which I think I did when we were there. Um, I did the one thing you're not supposed to do, and that's have <laughs> yeah. two scotches and a couple of Tylenol PM and then call me when we're in Tel Aviv. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Your head will hurt so bad. But he was out. Like I was like, wow, I really have this whole flight to myself. <laughs> well, the flight back. Remember the flight back? I talked to the model. Yeah. I met a model. Yeah. <laughs> and got home and told my wife about it. And she said, really you met a model said, yeah she was super nice so you met a model i'm in trouble aren't i no you're not but um she was super nice uh katie syme katie syme what's up watch our podcast listen to our podcast um that was on that was on air europa right yeah all right so Long story short, wrapping up because do you realize it's already been almost an hour? Wow. This flew by. This griping about flying flew by. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, wrapping it up in a nutshell, um, my personal opinion, a layover flight is the best. What's yours? I would say a layover flight as well, but just don't fly into a crappy airport that oh. is a hospital. Oh. <laughs> All right. Or at least I'd rather be, I would leave from that airport because then I can go in the stores and the restaurants and entertain myself. Right. <laughs> but don't put me in purgatory, please. <laughs> now, if people have suggestions about airports, um in europe that they fly over from also if you're flying in from south africa what do you do let us know um if you're flying over from south america i'm actually if you're flying from south america you probably fly into the united states and then over but maybe you don't let us know um me personally I got to tell you, I one of the things that I want to do, and I'm interested in looking into this, is the next time you and I go, I'm curious about a direct flight on Delta okay. or another carrier. Not LL. Not LL. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, LL. Dude, you know, you know what, LL? You want me to fly you? You want me to say good things about you? Sell me on it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, all right. So, uh, we're interested on hearing your stories. So let us know. We're interested on hearing your experiences. So let us know. Um, I am going to, what am I going to do? Read more. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I have two things that I want to talk about. Um, one, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for so much for watching. Definitely. Thank you so much for watching. Um, I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> no, no. Um, 
All right, so there are two charities that I want to talk about real quick. Um, one of them is LA. LA helps children with complex disabilities receive state-of-the-art medical, educational, and rehabilitative rehabilitative care in LA's four facilities. In addition, LA provides thousands of outpatient treatments annually. Without LA, many of these children would be forced to spend their lives in hospitals with no opportunities for rehabilitation, education, and the love and warmth of a home. Please visit www.aleh.org, www.ala.org, and see if there is a way that you can help. The second one that I want to talk to you about is Schneider Children's Medical Center of Israel. Um, Schneider's is the only comprehensive tertiary care hospital of its kind in the country and in the Middle East, offering the full range of pediatric disciplines under one roof to all children from zero to 18. Since its establishment in 1991, Schneider Children's has revolutionized the practice of pediatric medicine in the country and been recognized as one of the leading pediatric institutions in the world. To see what you can do for them, please visit www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG, www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG. Um, those are two, uh, those are two organizations that, um, take care of angels basically. Um, so Anything you can do to help them out, um, do it. Please. Um, you should be going now. Turn off our thing. Go help them. Uh, <laughs> Maybe wait to the end. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, another thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about um, the fact that we want to film six episodes of our full half-hour link show, 12 Cities in Israel, uh, the travel show. Um to do this, we need to be in Israel to film. Um, we are trying to make our budget of $50,000 through fundraising. Um, this includes airfare and lodging, equipment and transportation around Israel, and a host of other things that are required when on location with a crew of four people for seven weeks in another country. So it's it's there's a lot to pay for when you have four people trying to film a show for seven weeks in Israel. By giving us just $2, you can bring us closer to the $50,000 that we need and enable us to bring the full 12 Cities in Israel web series to life. I want to thank these two people. Yay. Uh, we would like to thank Mary David from Middleburg, Florida, and Mitchell Morgenstern from Chicago, Illinois. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for helping us out. Um, and anyone who does help us out, unless you ask specifically, um, we will uh, recognize you both on the show um, and on our website. I have to update the website. Uh, reminder. Reminder to do that. So, hey, sorry for the salty podcast. Um, we were talking about flying. So, uh, but... We appreciate the fact that you guys are listening. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 Cities in Israel community. We'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. And please visit our YouTube channel where you can see our video version of this podcast and our other videos that we have produced, including our full-length travel episode on the city of Beersheba in southern Israel. And while you're there, please share it and subscribe. Check us out at our website at www.12citiesinisrael.com and our Facebook page on our Instagram where he posts brand new pictures of our travels from Israel. And that's it for now. All right. Leitrod the Yalla bye. Bye bye.